0: Hey everyone, business owners, ladies, entrepreneurs, mothers, and maybe even a few men. I'm Megan Lockhart, the creator of Hello Life Academy, and welcome to our show. I'm gonna talk about all things life and business with a little bit of mom stuff too, every Monday and Friday. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tag us on social media using hashtag Hello Life Academy so we can celebrate everything that you're doing in your life and business. Enjoy the episode, And check out more resources at hellolifeacademy.com. Okay, everybody, I have an entirely different topic today, a different show, and one of my favorite people here in Airdrie with me, Tammy Plunkett, who is an author and advocate and so many other great titles. Um, And I was like, what? what can I call you besides amazing friend, entrepreneur, and woman? Um, But Tammy, thank you for spending time with me today in your busy, busy life. So why don't you spend a few seconds introducing who you are and really kind of share that with us?
1: Okay, I am. First, I love that you say author first, because I think that is who I am first and foremost as a writer. It is in my blood. It was It will be what I will do for the rest of my life. I am also an advocate for the LGBTQ community, and that is because I am the mother of a transgender child. I I have four children, and all four identify as LGBTQ in some way. Uh, but uh, when my third child came out as transgender, that was a bit of a, a ah! <laughs> moment <laughs> where we all stopped and reflected and, and reevaluated, and that is what my memoir is being written about. Uh, I'm also a writing coach for people who are writing books. Mm-hmm. I also work uh, in the communications department at, for a nonprofit, so I do have a lot of balls in the air. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you have the most beautiful plate, too, and you handle it. So just in this way that's contagious, every time I'm around you, I don't feel guilty for not doing more. I actually feel I feel at peace, and I think that's hard for a lot of women to say. Sometimes when you're around other people who are, quote, unquote, really busy, you feel inadequate, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of what we're talking about today, letting things go as a woman, as an entrepreneur, without feeling bad without feeling guilt. So um, we have a really great, we're going to have a really great conversation, I think.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) About that. And tell us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. So where did you start? And where are you now?
1: Yes, I started uh, this. I love this. So my first career was as a registered nurse Uh, and I left uh, my uh, registered nurse career uh, when I remarried I was divorced a single mom working 12-hour shifts is crazy Mm -hmm. and uh, I remarried and uh, my second husband wanted to have children and I said well I would rather not work 12-hour shifts while making babies so we decided for me to stay home and I stayed home with the second two children And I was bored. I am a high energy, not necessarily high energy. I like to do stuff. I like to achieve stuff. And so I I was bored and I started writing uh, uh, while the kids napped and, uh, and I was working on a novel. And then I also took homeopathy and opened a, I was a health and wellness coach and so uh and then from the health and wellness coach I finished writing my first book and self-published it and did not rake in a million dollars self-publishing and I'm like why isn't Oprah calling it was very (laughs) weird (laughs) so I decided to take my life coaching certification and then launched my life coaching business and Um, and did that for a while and then I moved here so that was all in Ottawa I lived in Ottawa Ontario and I moved here uh, so you know 3,500 kilometers across the country (laughs) to a brand new place and because I was starting fresh and I knew no one and I knew I would have to network and hustle because Mm -hmm. no one knew me I thought well, I can make my business exactly what I want to be, and that's when I decided to marry my love of writing with life coaching and decided to become a writing coach, and that was four years ago, and that brings us to where we are today.
0: I, there's so many things that are kind of coming up in my head because you transitioned from health coach to yes. life coach to writing coach, which really all of them do go hand in hand if you're looking in the coaching industry. But you – we talk about trusting yourself and the evolution. So during those transitions, how did you really learn to trust yourself and not see that you were letting life coaching go and letting health coaching go? You were – what was coming up in your gut?
1: I don't know that I was trusting myself. Uh, That's a very good – question that you're asking I trusted a lot of coaches myself and I hired a lot of coaches and and a lot of them uh, had said pivoting pivoting is okay like that you're not really and it's really honing in on who your audience is and what their needs are that was good it was good advice and it was okay to pivot Uh, but I'll tell you this I my last life my last business coach really didn't want me to quit Uh, and I when I and I have wanted to quit coaching for years (laughs) and I had applied for a job at a funeral home because I was bored at home and wanted to be around people and she said you do realize that at a funeral home these people are dead right (laughs) Oh oh my god you're right. I never thought of that. <laughs> so that was, that was before the writing coaching business. That was when I was sort of in limbo in, in between both. But yeah, it takes, um, it takes a while to figure out that it's okay to pivot and it's okay to quit. And that if you are not happy in one area, then look elsewhere. Yeah, that, that word quit. Yes. That other four-letter word. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, right, that's so so true. I find a lot of people don't want to say it. They don't want to say it, and that's where. And maybe maybe you can you have a totally different perspective about this. But where other things come up, where they'll find other things in their life, like oh, I have to be home with my kids. I have to do this. I have to do that, so that they don't have to use that word. Yeah yeah
1: wow. like and i think, think it's an empowering word and and i think women need to well here's the thing As the mom of a transgender kid, I can tell you that I've learned a lot about gender. I've learned a lot about the male brain and the female brain and and the non-binary brain for those who are non-binary. But women tend to be loyal. We will hang on to something. We will, you know, I don't know if you remember, but a a while ago there was this, um, I think it was a killer whale whose baby died and it carried it on its nose for like months because it wouldn't let go of this baby. Like we do this to ourselves we will hold on to a relationship that was long dead uh, we will stay with coaches in our business that are not working with us that we really should be moving from and 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 we don't allow ourselves permission to experiment and to try things on and to just you know have a little more variety in your life and and have a little bit more flavor in your life and and I think we tie in quitting with our self esteem so tightly that we feel like we're, we're failing if we quit. But, you know, and I feel that our counterpart, if you look at a, a businessman and he sees that his business isn't doing what he expected or wanted it to do, he walks away, like, you know, failing, Drop it. I'm moving on to the next thing. And uh, whereas women tend to hang on. We hang on to relationships and we hang on to you know, having our, our self-esteem tied into it.
0: Yeah. Do you think that that's women also doing that to other women? Mm-hmm. This, this, this projection of, oh, it's judgment.
1: Yeah. Well, yes. Women tend to be very judgmental towards other women. That is. <laughs> but I, I, but. It, I have to tell you, when I chose to uh, step away from my business full-time, yeah. uh, Because I haven't 100% quit it, but I have definitely stepped away in a big way. When I did that, the biggest voice in my head that was telling me not to was that judgment of other women. Yeah. I was afraid that other women would think, that I, my business was failing, that it wasn't profitable, that I couldn't get clients, and that was why I was quitting. And it, it is the complete opposite. It, <laughs> But I was afraid that that is the judgment that other people would have on me.
0: Yeah, it's that's, that's a pretty powerful statement. It's other people's expectations of where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be doing, and what their vision of you is. Yes. Because in the online space, we're both – we're both coaches and we've transitioned um, from, you know, from one thing to another thing. And I just feel like people question you before it's, it's just so unfair. Mm -hmm. I I hope that we can let that go. And you said something that I love. So it's permission to experiment.
1: Yes. Permission to have variety. And and that's the, the other thing, why we have to work with one business coach for eight years. Why do we have to have one marketing plan? for eight years, you know, <laughs> which would really not make sense <laughs> in today's marketing world that no. you could speak to that. But like why do we have to like what what is the problem with being a health coach, then a life coach, then a then a writing coach? There's yeah. no problem with that. It's just a variety. If you have a very good basic skills in coaching and you know how to meet your client where they're at, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're coaching them on. You've got the you've got the skills, right? And then, and then it's, it's even the bigger question, which is for me where I I am at and why I quit is that I wanted to do something completely different. I've never worked in the nonprofit world. And having uh, been on the board of Airdrie Pride after my son came out for two years, I've Dipped my toe in the world of nonprofit and see the value of being of service to other people in a different way than uh, when I was a nurse and of in service of other people and in a different way of being in service uh, to people who are uh, requiring me uh, as a coach. I just I wanted to be of service to people who may not be able to afford me as a writing coach.
0: yeah
1: you know uh, and
0: I think. I think like going along with the experimenting is I have a client that says this all this all the time and I'm in love with this, but the world is literally our playground. Yes. And if you can go explore and experience different things and different jobs and different, you know, I think it's just so great when a woman's like, you know what? I want to, I want to start a jewelry company next week and, and they do it. And, and it doesn't have to be all in either. And the coaching industry is I'm going to say this, like super bad for that. There's so much pressure. Like if you're going to do this, you dive in and you spend 24 hours a day working on this business until you're blue in the face and you can't serve your family anymore. And you end up just tired as F. (laughs) We have to talk about that for a second or even. Yes, we do. Because the pom-poms.
1: Yes. Yeah. I am sick of the pom-poms. I'm sick of the hustle. I'm, and and that, that was also another deciding factor in the quitting. I, uh, my former coach uh, has a habit of asking us, uh, "What are your numbers? Uh, so, how much profit did you make in the month of August? What does it compare to the month of July, and what does it compare to, uh, to August of 2018?" Yeah. And, and so, and everything had to be, "You're doing better." This. Today is better than yesterday and it's better than the day before. That to me was so much pressure to be performing all the time. And then, so that's in your job. And then you go on social media and you start scrolling, and everything is about hustle hard and you're the best and uh, be better today than you were yesterday. And it's just, it drives <laughs> you. Like, I was exhausted just scrolling through Facebook. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's the loyalty thing again. It's like staying in a job or staying in a uh, as an entrepreneur, staying in a business that isn't feeding you in terms of joy and isn't bringing in the money that you expected it to bring in, mm-hmm. or uh, it is bringing in a ton of money, but you're completely exhausted and you can't even enjoy it. Like what? Why?
0: <laughs> and um that's the thing like there's there's something about working hard and passion and being passionate about it but if you're always setting those number targets and like obviously as a business owner or any company you do have targets and but the online world puts those targets really tight yeah and it's almost as if it's not it's 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 such a big pressure especially I i mean. Women, we're mommying so hard, we're businessing so hard, we're trying to have perfect health again with the quotes. I'm doing air quotes right now. We're trying to have this, 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 and it's just not real. It's not real. So it's not authentic. And you know, it's not about going online and talking about how inauthentic everyone else is, but how can we change it? Like, what can we do to kind of make a shift in 2020? Like, I'm I want to hear your tips. I want
1: to get yes, you free. yes. Tip number one, <laughs> and I'm not a tip person. Like I know. tip three, to, here's your three tips to being <laughs> authentic. But uh, what I truly, truly, truly believe, and this is what happened to me uh, again in that deciding factor to quit, is uh, stopping long enough to hear my voice in my head and not having it be. Uh, my current coach, my marketing coach, my dad, my mom, my husband, my, you know, my best friend, like everybody else's, or even that fictional judgmental woman that I thought was going to be judging me when she heard the truth, like Mm -hmm. getting all of those voices out of my head and truly stopping to listen to what I call my wise self. My wise self is the opposite of the... itty bitty shitty committee. In my head, you know, but, but, uh, and, and just sinking into that, what is it that I truly want? And what is it that I truly love? And sometimes, as a coach, uh, we're trained to ask questions. And sometimes it's what is it that I don't like? Yeah, which will inform what I do like. So it took me a long time. Like I was seriously considering Closing down my writing, and I'm still considering, closing down my writing coaching and starting a coaching business as a coach for moms of trans, moms and dads of trans kids. Mm-hmm. And I could do this like a rock star tomorrow morning. I know I could. But it took me sitting down with myself and that true inside voice and saying, What is it about the writing coaching business that you don't like? Because before you start another coaching business, you need to figure out why you're not filled with joy today. And to me, it really was a loneliness thing. I've been a solopreneur for... Gosh, it's got to be 12 years now. And I'm tired of working alone. I wanted a team and not a team that I'm leading and guiding and commenting on and giving personal reviews on. Like, I wanted it to be a team that I was an equal with and playing with. I, and if I were to just pivot and become a coach to trans moms, or moms of trans kids. <laughs> then I'd just be recreating the same problem over again. Yeah. So authentically, I had to come to the, the, the conclusion of what is it that's bringing me joy and what is it that's dragging me down?
0: Yeah. And that takes exactly what you said, being by yourself.
1: It does. It, yeah.
0: It, and, and I think that this is something that happens is people do another course. And, and I'm a course creator. And put
1: another voice in your head. Yeah. And, another expert.
0: Oh, that's... Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I watch a lot of people do that and I think it's great because that is also part of their journey, their experience, but you can see a pattern of what would happen if you just spent three to four months or two weeks being with you, like yeah. just you, just not asking advice, not, like you said, not going to find an answer because the answer, as cheesy as a cliche as it is, is inside you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You know, like we've worked together. So if anybody, I hope somebody's listening, but we work together and I'm not offended that you released me or you quit. Like, cause I don't see it like that at all.
1: Well, we were done our program when I quit okay. <laughs> and I, and you taught me a ton about marketing, but yeah, the and person- it wasn't a reflection on you. It was a reflection yeah. on me. And I think that's what the listeners really need to hear is that when, uh, you know, when Sally in Florida decides to quit, it has nothing to do with anybody else around her. Mm-hmm. The coaches she's worked with, the books that she's read, uh, you know, the, Oprah's advice, it was you get in touch with who you are and make that decision.
0: Yeah, and I think that the, as coaches, we have to release the pressure that if somebody decides not to follow that path that they were working with you, it's it's okay. Because I think too, like as coaches, we're like, don't let this person quit. Like you're you need to break their patterns. But really, yeah. it's like it, that's not. I don't see that as our responsibility. I see that as if that person needs time. And you, you know, I remember when you were going back and forth with the thought process. It was not, I wouldn't call it like a sunshine and rainbows time. No,
1: it was a dark time. Yeah, being alone with that voice was a dark time. Well, and my dad had passed away, so I was grieving my dad as well. And uh, and I, so I, I made the commitment to walk my dog outside every day. rain or shine, I was walking every day. And, and I think that 45 minutes a day of just being alone with my thoughts, my dog doesn't talk back to me. So (laughs) (laughs) it was just me. (laughs) And, and so I, but I was, I, I cried, I, I, my God, I remember one walk I went on, I, it was, deadly cold out and <laughs> there was no, not a soul around and I was so hot, happy because it was hot tears just pouring down my face uh, and my poor dog was frozen but I was hot because I was crying so damn much but <laughs> yeah it, it was not an easy process yeah. uh, I do want to add an asterisk here because as a coach we are trained not to let people quit and that is there are times when you shouldn't quit yeah and I do want to put that here, and that time is not when it's your wise voice having a come to Jesus, let's sit down and have a conversation uh talk with you, it's when it's that inner critic or saboteur that's coming up and saying, "Oh, you're not good enough, yeah oh, you know this is way too much hard work, and oh i don't so it's that that nagging voice that's that's really putting doubt into your mind yeah. and I knew and I still know that I'm a damn good writing coach and I was profitable and it, that is not why I was walking away from my business. So yeah. it, it is important to not quit just because it's hard, yeah. just because you're worried about um, getting the next client. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- Don't let those be the reasons why you quit.
0: I think I, what I'm hearing is don't quit if you're afraid yeah of the next vision or the next step or the what what's going to happen but quit if you know quit if it's not making you happy
1: yeah yeah find and joy
0: find joy one of the questions that i have though is how do you when you're when you're hustling as an entrepreneur and mom and wife and all these things how do you really recognize what's bringing you joy because you're not i would i would say that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know what brings them joy anymore.
1: Yeah, and so. I didn't. I really didn't. Uh, and it, I, I do know what brings me joy. I love singing. I am a shitty singer. <laughs> 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 I am not going to make a career at singing, but I love doing it. Oh, so right. why not? Like, why can't I not? You know, go to more karaoke nights, yeah. sing in the car. You know. Uh, and this is one of the things that the nonprofit where I'm working right now in the middle of the day, they're like, dance party, and they put on the music, everybody stands up. And of course, I'm singing along to all the lyrics. But it's so much fun. Yeah. Could I have done that as a solo solopreneur by myself? Probably. But I just, I, I wasn't in that mindset.
0: Yeah, there's something like, yeah, you can stand up at your desk by yourself and dance. But when there's other people, I mean,
1: it's just so much more joy filled, like you're feeding off of everybody's joy. So
0: and it's awkward, which makes everybody yeah. laugh. <laughs> and, you know, laughter is contagious and all these great things. And I, I, I could have this conversation forever. And I'm so thankful because it's reminding me to sit back and sit down and think about Megan what brings you joy? Like yeah. what brings you joy and you know
1: And what brings you down? And yeah. not in a, in a morbid way, but what is it that really drives you down in your day and how can you shift that?
0: Yeah. And and um, that's an exciting thing to think of because when you're hustling, which I don't agree with, you don't have time to think of that and you yeah. you should think of that because you're gonna quit for the wrong reasons then. You're gonna quit because you're afraid instead of quitting because you want to release it you're ready to let it go
1: you're le- you're, you're, ready,
0: try-
1: you're ready for need the to next- try something new yes
0: you're ready for that next experiment the next experience yes. the next whatever and you know I got a lot of shit from people in my life when I after you know I spent I spent a lot of money buying Pilates equipment and I haven't really shared this so I'm gonna have this conversation with you because I I spent a lot of money on my training, a lot of money on the equipment. I went all out. Instead of buying one machine, I bought three. Um, And within eight weeks, I knew I didn't wanna do it. Yeah. I knew it. I was like, ugh, I don't wanna do this. And I got shit on. I got those birds flying over me, Mm -hmm. uh, taking dumps, like, well, where are people gonna go? What did you do? You wasted, you know, just like all those negative words. And I did it anyways because I was like, you know what, I'm doing it, and and I let it go. And then I started the academy. So and I didn't know that that's what I was gonna do, but you know, so let things go. It, it's okay yeah. to quit. It's totally okay to quit. So
1: bless and release. Take the lessons from it because I'm sure you got tons oh. of lessons from the Pilates oh, yeah. and the bar. And uh, but you take the lessons from it and then you bless it and release it and move on to the other to the next thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so true. I think about the lessons I learned from that all the time now before, before making a really big financial investment in my business. I think, what did I learn from the Pilates? What was I feeling in my body? Yeah. And I will be honest, I did the Pilates one because I was like, I wanted to experience that whole body mind connection with myself. But two, I did it because people were asking me to do it. Mm. People were like, you should bring reformers in here. You should bring Pilates in here. So I did it, and I thought it was a good idea. But it's interesting looking back, what was coming up for me in my body and my mind and my heart. Um, I should have listened to myself better. I should have trusted, mm-hmm. trusted myself. Yes. What lesson do you have, like, from transitioning from health coach, life coach, writing coach? Like what would you say was your, one of your lessons?
1: Uh, To be careful how much money I'm investing in coaching, (laughs) which is absolutely ridiculous to say as a coach, because you want to, uh, you know, say, Oh, spend all the money on coaching, because it's a wonderful profession. It is a wonderful profession. I love it. But I I seriously, over the last 10 years, I could easily have spent $80,000. Yeah. And, and, you know, I needed coaching. I definitely needed to learn what I needed to learn. I don't think I needed all of it. I don't think, um, sometimes we pay more for the superstar name Mm -hmm. and we could have gotten the same coaching from somebody who just graduated from their coaching program, Yeah. so. um,
0: I love that you're saying that because I don't think enough people verbalize or express that or are honest with it it's 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 a false it's you you'd you'd have a better word but it's it's not true when someone says you should spend twenty thousand dollars every year on a coach because that's the only way you're going to make it further yeah that's that's bullshit
1: yeah you need it you need it until you don't need it anymore yep and sometimes it becomes a dependency and and I and that was truly where I was at. Where I and and my resolution this year is that I am not hiring a coach <laughs> in 2020. So please, somebody hold me to that. <laughs> but you do. And I think that was you know that's the stark realization where I had to slow down and listen to my own voice. And it took me a long time to to drown out all of the other voices that I had put in my head. Yeah,
0: that's um. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm happy that this conversation is happening because it's not overly negative, and it, we've, but it's, yeah, the coaching industry is beautiful. It is, It is. but it can be a, a beautiful mess at the same time. Yeah. So I think that's a good lesson to learn. We've learned so much over the last few years being entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for your time, and I can't wait for people to listen. I can't wait for people to check out the blog. So make sure uh, if you are listening to leave a comment, and you can reach Tammy at... .com.
1: com.
0: I think it'll probably go to .ca too, wouldn't it? I don't know anymore. I don't.
1: No, I don't own it. Oh no! It would. That would go to a dummy page somewhere. <laughs> Thank
0: you, Tammy, so much. Okay. Thanks. I hope that was as good as it was for you, as it was for me. That was so fantastic. Thank you for being an amazing human being and for listening to our show. Please leave a review so that we can always improve and make sure that we're doing a better job week by week for you. All the resources can be found at hellolifeacademycom forward slash blog. I can't wait to hear what you thought about this week's show.